What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Games On Dude, a Big Ten basketball podcast that somehow avoided being the first people online that Jeff Goodman threatened with a lawsuit. I'm Tommy Crimes. I'm your uh, riddled with the cold virus babar. And I'm Chris. And we've got a nice little treat for you this week. Uh, in the wake of a huge week for the cats, we've got a guest joining us. It's the famed progenitor of the rapidly spreading Becoming Boo meme. Twitter's <laughs> at Kick Nergios. Ben, welcome to the show. Yeah, that'll that'll be, I think, in my epitaph, is that I spam the same image of Boo Booey doing a fashion shoot on North Beach of Northwestern's Evanston campus. I can live with that. I think that's fair. We could always get Boo Booey to do your eulogy, though. And could you? I don't think so. I think oh, got I don't know. To do. He's got to have he... a cameo, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he's. he's how much would it cost? How much would it cost for me to get Boo Booey to do the uh, eulogy from Spock's funeral in Star Trek II at Ben's funeral? Fifty dollars on cameo. How? <laughs> okay. How? Ben, how much earlier would you be willing? You, obviously, you don't know when you're going to die. You may oh, never yeah, die okay. if you have That's more that. weeks like this. Seems to be true. Yeah, never but have. let's. How many years are you willing to cut off your unknown date for Boo Booey to stand at that lectern at your funeral and close your eulogy by saying, "And in the end, he did become Boo." Yeah, there we are. Uh, like four and a half years. I four think. and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think so. I think also like half the juice at that point would be an old Boo Booey who no one knows anymore. Like <laughs> they're on their like phones. Who was this guy? Yeah. Like what is what's this? Why is this old tattooed man? <laughs> what's going on? He's still rolling wearing up the in sweatband. A, yeah, he's still got. The, yeah, rolling he's up like, in a the corners are gray. Hovering a hover wheelchair because yeah. it's the future. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, four and a half. I feel I feel comfortable with four and a half. That's what good. you should do is uh is it Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn, or is it both of them that uh attend their own funeral? Uh that's gotta be Tom, right? I've I It's such a remember. Tom thing to do. Yeah, it's classic Tom Sawyer maneuver. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. So how quick into this we've already gone to like a half baked lit reference that no one can really prove one way or the other. Frankly, yeah. Yeah. you've, you've already lost me. This is the part where I check out. <laughs> Uh, I've got to admit, I've never actually read Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn, so let's just move on. Uh, you guys want to get to the slop? Let's do it. That's what we're here for. Um, so you might expect that we're going to talk about Illinois Northwestern first, but no, we're going to tease you with it, and then we're going to circle back because we're going to hope that all of our new listeners, it's like the fish hook in the in the cheek, you know? Um, so first, we're somehow we're going to try to uh, uh, increase our listenership by talking about Wisconsin basketball first. Um, so in the past week, they beat Minnesota 61-59. That was at the barn, if I recall correctly. Um, and then they beat the absolute piss out of Michigan State 81-66. Um, so they have moved up to number six in the nation, which is strange. <laughs> that's too high <laughs> i don't like that at all there's a lot weird looking at the uh current big 10 standings you're gonna be shocked how early in this show we're talking about maryland <laughs> i do want to point out you know all's fair here that i that i got some i got some shit on the last podcast by saying the wisconsin minnesota game deserved 
games on notoriety designation. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the barn was quirked up for Wisconsin. They were uh, – that game could have easily gone the, the other way. And, in fact, if the officials did any sort of observation of the final play and applied the rules of basketball – Minnesota would have been allowed to shoot some free throws on any of the nine times they got fouled trying to tie that game up right there at the end. We, but we we do in fact have to give it to Babar on this one. <laughs> but uh, just kind of continues what we've seen from Minnesota so far this year, which is they're not good at all. But uh, don't want to be going to the barn. You don't. No one wants that trip anymore. Past couple of years. You didn't mind it, but this year the barn's back. You don't want to, you don't want to get there on a weeknight. Vibes are off. You're going to be stuck in a two point game with four minutes to go. It's just not a good hang. Do they do they ever play not on Wednesday? Like I feel like every Minnesota no, game is at least spiritually on a Wednesday. That's at, in the conference the charter. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say like the Wednesday eight thirty p.m. is just yeah, like right. that's their mm-hmm. spot. Get Bardo or there, Brian Butch on the call. That's that's got them written all over it. There's 11 inches of snow on the ground. They're talking about how like people struggle to get there, and it's cold outside, but it's heating up in here. And uh, <laughs> there you go. I heard that in two games. I'm not saying that's the only two it happened, but I did hear that in two Big Ten games this past week. Cold outside, but heating up Meaning, in here. Did you only watch two games? No, like, probably I find it with the that, volume that has on. Style guide at this point. Yeah, oh, with volume on. Good point. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, you throw that mute on. Listen to what you really want to listen to. I was going to mm. say you you probably want to be listening to music or a podcast or something if you're watching a Minnesota basketball game. The dulcet, even even you know? this podcast. Yeah. Good plug, Chris. <laughs> Way to plug your own podcast on your own podcast. <laughs> if there's one really thing this podcast knows how to do, it's promote itself and build a flourishing brand on the internet yeah that's, and the best way to do that is to your own captured audience yeah that's, that's, right. that's the mobile move well done well that's why we brought you on oh we're, we're oh, gonna okay. add our our a thriving northwestern freak audience yes yes yeah for sure along with all the indiana freaks <laughs> wow what a what a combination we've got there that there's some crossover between can... the between the two uh <laughs> yeah between the two are. yes yeah that is a nasty, coalition nasty that will lead you to man. victory <laughs> yeah, or just the, the world's worst defeat. <laughs> I mean, it just absolutely sucks to watch. One yeah. of the two. Look, Blaze of you may win, you may just... lose, but what you can guarantee is that it will not be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be a chore either way. That's what it's all about. Anybody watch that uh, Wisconsin-Michigan State game? I think we declared it on last week. Uh, we did. I do not. I did not get to it. Unfortunately, Michigan State personally. did not hold up their end of the bargain in that game at all. That man, that team is like 16th on Ken Palm, and they suck. Like, I realize we're supposed to be talking about Wisconsin, but Michigan State is just not good. I don't know how they keep getting away with this. They they lose a bunch of close games, and like every couple weeks, they blow somebody good out. But like, that's not a good team. But well, can f- I mean, Illinois is number 10 on Ken Palm, and they suck. So, I mean, maybe college That's... basketball just sucks. 
<laughs> the, the Big Ten's infecting the rest yeah. of the sport. <laughs> it's, we've metastasized. <laughs> yes. Thank you for saying that word so that I didn't have to try to say it because I knew it was. I knew yeah. we were in that wheelhouse, Smart. and I was going to have my, I, my personal I say, so, I say metastasize at least once every three episodes of this show, mm-hmm. which is a very weird word to have as a catchphrase. Can someone explain Malik Hall to me? Like I am a child. Like I am a six year old. Like every year it's I I will watch a Michigan State game and they will like, you know, there's the star watch, it's Malik Hall. He has six points on four shots, and it's the end of the game, and it's every game he's ever played in his entire life. Like, is is he actually supposed to be any good at all? Is I, really I'll let uh I'll let Chris jump on as our uh sort of He's Michigan the resident State Michigan surrogate. State expert. But uh my my read on Malik Hall is He's just hopelessly addicted to bad shots. Like he's a good player when he, but he can't, he can't resist. Like if he sees one go in, then he's going to take like four really bad ones. Um, or the other version of Malik Hall that I've seen is just completely uninterested in playing basketball on that given yeah. night and just not going to do it and not do it for like 36 minutes because time is so will not pull him <laughs> under any circumstances. Well, we'll try to get he a good performance. He needs to see one go in the hoop. <laughs> yeah. We need so. his offense. <laughs> like yeah. He reminds me of, like, when, you, when you're playing 2K and you start out in, like, the My Career version or whatever, and you've got just, like, the bare minimum stats, but you're still, like, somehow in the starting lineup and just... <laughs> You've got like a forty-five percent like usage rate, but have like no discernible skills, and kind of half-ass your way to fourteen points on like thirty-two percent shooting. That's every time. Every time you take a jump shot, the ball leaves your hands while you're on the way back down. Yeah, yeah, you get the occasional like green release, but for the most part, it looks like shit. You're shooting thirty-nine percent at the rim. For someone who's been playing this sport for 20 years, like you would think that Malik Hall would, I don't know, put it together. Or like if it's never going to be put together, like it's like, oh, this guy who's been bad for three and a half years, it's maybe not someone to watch. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of being told that this is the game that Malik Hall is going to break out. It's so funny to talk about him like he's, you know, an interesting freshman and he's 32 years old. <laughs> It's like, like he's put together now. Like, come on. Develop into a nice uh, small ball four. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> right. Like, no, he's, he's exactly not, what he is. Turns not out. with that 401k, he's not. Yeah. He, <laughs> at his ceiling. God, he should go to Maryland. I think he should go away. Yeah. I mean, that's, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's in the cards at this point. I think we're kind of stuck. <laughs> going to Maryland to work for <laughs> Under Armour's corporate office. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, can, unfortunately, He's completely giving uh, Ohio State expat who plays in the American Southwest somewhere. Like, that's what he's built to be. Like, whether it is Arizona State or, like, he has to go down to New Mexico State and score 19 a game, like, he should be in some part of the country where they don't watch him play basketball. What he should do is he should transfer to Georgetown and take Kudus Wahab with him. There you go. The ninth year gang. It's. I just it's like all... to throw out there that I think this is the most games on dude segment ever. That this was a segment about Wisconsin where we talked about Minnesota and we talked and about Michigan, Michigan State. State, but we didn't actually talk about the games that those <laughs> teams played against Wisconsin or Wisconsin in any way. Yeah, 
I don't want to see Max Klesmit anymore. That can be my Wisconsin analysis. I don't think we have the need for Max Klesmit-style people anymore. No, I think we've advanced past that as a society. Just very unnecessary stuff. Ben, since I know you're a a fond advocate of remembering guys from recruiting classes, here's the Michigan State 2019 recruiting class. It's Malik Hall, who still there. Yep. Julius Marble, who I believe is at Texas A&M now. Sure. And is he related to Roy Devin Marble? No. Okay. That's too bad. Would have been sick. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not looking it up. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <in> there, man. <laughs> and then my personal favorite is Rocket Watts, who is now on his third team, which I believe is yeah. Oakland University. <laughs> crazy about Rocket Watson, but we call is they are the exact same level of good at basketball. <laughs> and one of them is now functionally out of basketball and the other one is still being propped up. That's great. I take yeah. that trade. You give me Malik Hall or Rocket Watson, I'm taking Rocket Watson. Every time. Also, also had Joey Hauser in the transfer class, so Ooh, all things considered, not too bad. That's NBA player Joey Hauser, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, who, I'm gonna who let that, that happen? Isn't it Sam Hauser who's actually in the NBA? Yeah, Simmons talks about him on like on the Celtics. Oh, like he's an actual piece. Like, come yeah. on. Like, yeah, the ninth guy who's just a white dude who plays three point line to three point line. Simmons yeah. is stuck on him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, crazy <laughs> that, that a guy that looks like that's doing well for on a Boston podcast. Couldn't have foreseen that one coming. Uh, Rocket Watts had zero points in eight minutes uh, in a double overtime game against Milwaukee over the weekend. He played great positional defense. Did not register an offensive rating. I believe that's called the... Uh, Sounds like he knows late, his role. That's like a late period Corbello right there. No. Sounds like he knows exactly what he needs to do to make the team better. So, what was his plus minus, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> they won the game. Goddamn right. It's the only plus minus is plus one guy. dub. <laughs> his wins. <laughs> Alright, I think we've cashed the well that is wisconsin content about wisconsin i don't know i like i certainly don't think that they're anything i think that they've got some pieces that are a lot better than i thought they'd be but like i mean what like you can people are going to try and talk themselves into them competing with purdue like no oh i'll do that i'll do that right now they're better than purdue and I, yeah, come on! I forget at times like this is a, a really an Indiana con, a podcast by any other name. But, I don't know. Yeah, this sure. podcast has literally never been wrong about Purdue. So yeah, okay. <laughs> and we're getting to them. We're getting to them next. But I do have a I do have a take to launch into the stratosphere. I can't wait! I mean, now yeah, it's let's like, you want to just dive in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's get elbow deep in this. Um, so Purdue beat what's left of Michigan ninety nine sixty seven. And then they sort of played with their food, I guess, in Piscataway and only beat Rucker by eight. I don't know. I didn't watch that game because you could not legitimately, I cannot think of a sum of money that you could pay me that would get me to watch Purdue play Rucker. I don't think Purdue is as good as they were last year. I think the rest of the conference has got, other than Wisconsin, has gotten several standard deviations worse than they were last year. And Purdue has gotten a little, like they're just, maybe worse is not the right word, but it's stale. It's not, there's nothing different. Um, And 
it's all Zach Eady free throws. That's the entire offense at this point. Like it is, his free throw rate is up to 82.3, which is somehow not first in the country. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's, and it's, uh, it's eighth in the country. He's, he leads the, he leads the country in fouls drawn. It is, they are such a chore. There is no way that once they leave the friendly confines of the big 10, that that shit's going to work anywhere, anywhere else. It's, I mean, Rucker had them. They just could not stop fouling them. Uh, and I use, you know, the term foul very, very loosely here. But I just, Fletcher Lawyer's a nobody. Lance Jones is a nobody. Mason Gillis is a nobody. Caleb First is a nobody. Trey Kaufman Wren is a nobody. There's, it's, it's, it's Zach Eady and then Braden Smith has a pulse like every couple of games. I just, I don't see it with these guys. I didn't see it last year. I don't see it this year. Um, Chris, do you have any thoughts on Mason Gillis you'd like to share? <laughs> uh, no, I'm afraid some more uh, like War Maga Patriot 420 guy is going to post my LinkedIn again. That's I <laughs> please one please of the great moments in podcast listeners. history. So, which is it, the first thing about that is as like the only person on this podcast who like publicly displays my name on like social media and stuff. It's very funny to be like, "Hey, Mason Gillis, check out where this fucker works at." <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you'll never find like, that out. Holy <laughs> shit, Sherlock! You found me. My first and last name are both in my Twitter handle. <laughs> so I I tweeted um, Saturday during the the IU Illinois game that Coleman Hawkins had rightfully claimed the throne as the big tens um like foremost fake tough guy for mason gillis um which really it invited just the two worst fan bases online into my mentions getting the the illinois fans going lol pussy you're just mad and like purdue fans going mason gillis is tough like he'd fuck you up it's like oh you think you think he beat me up (laughs) <laughs> you think the six six college basketball player is going to beat up the the accountant that sits at a desk all day? I think you have a wand you, advantage though, and a lower center of gravity. That's true. I also I also think that uh, you could probably take him down in the marketplace of ideas fairly easily. So I feel like we like blo- gloss over the fact that Swick or whatever your name is said that Purdue is better is worse this year than they were last year she like doesn't hold any water because it's true and like the evidence is that they're shooting too many foul shots so like they're doing the most efficient offense you can do and and this is bad that they're getting to the line so much well no there's an the ongoing bit here that the big 10 doesn't call anything and once you get away from that you the teams foul out because you can't beat people up with boards once you get into the ncaa tournament well, the Big like, Ten has no idea. The Big Ten has no idea how to officiate Zach Eady. So, I mean, this has been an on, this has been an ongoing issue, right? Yes. Where every every team that plays him uh, thinks that they're not basically not allowed to defend him when they actually do get good position on him, and he's not just dunking the ball wide open. Uh-huh. I'm saying that Purdue's a product of the like Purdue's success is a product of the conference dropping down several levels from what they were last year as opposed to Purdue actually just getting better at beating up Bay 10 teams. Is that fair? Yeah. Are you- I mean, there's certainly, I mean, like they're not winning as many games this year. Like that's like undeniably true. I don't know. I mean like this team, like, I don't know. Like what's, 
what players got worse because they didn't lose anyone, right? Like, like Jenkins. I, I was like, it's, it. I think it's less that they actually got worse and more that everyone expected they'd get better because the young players would improve and that hasn't really happened. Yeah, I, like, I think you. I think, I think if anything, Fletcher Lawyer maybe is worse. Yeah, I don't like know. You, you hit on it earlier, which is like they're the exact same as they were last year. This is the same exact team. They're certainly not worse. I don't think they're any better. Like the leaps that people thought Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer were going to make clearly aren't there. The recipe to beat them is still the same thing as it was last year, which is make someone else hit a jump shot and then just get like the world's easiest switch onto the world's most barbecue chicken defender on the perimeter. <laughs> run the same play a hundred times in a row but like they're still really i mean like they're still really good like are they going to do anything in march no but that's because march is weird like you you can't say that there are five teams in college basketball better than Purdue. like i don't don't really think yeah but i think that's partially because of what i was just saying which is uh, fucking illinois the number 10 team in ken palm like all these teams suck yeah i mean like of course like there there are no great teams this year but like it's a bad time for college basketball and i think I, I mean, think Connecticut. I don't good. know if it is or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, looking at what, like, Connecticut does to bad teams over the weekend versus, like, what Purdue does, it's... They're playing two different sports. For sure. There's there's absolutely... Yes, it is undeniably true that if there's, like, a tier list of teams in college basketball, Purdue's not an S-tier team, even if they win every single game for the rest of the year. Like, they just don't have the ability to detonate a team off the court. But, like, I don't know. Like, they're still they're still head and shoulders above everyone else. Like, if they find a way to not win this conference title, something's gone horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Like, I, I truly can't imagine a world where it doesn't happen. Aside from some horrendous injury. Like, I don't. I just can't get in the headspace. And that's pretty much the story, like, every year in the conferences. Whoever wins it is usually the team that is most perfectly constructed to win, you know, the grind of the big 10 season, yeah. which more often than not, is not conducive to playing winning basketball in, in March. Once you get out of the, the confines of, and you know, playing tackle basketball two nights a week. Yeah. It's, I do think it's, that not, like, it's not so much about the fouling out as it is that this brand of basketball simply is not going to work to actually win something of note. It's too eat. Zach Eady is too good and too dominant at this type of basketball and this like particular type of league for them not to just steamroll through everybody. Yeah, but so, I also to- I also think Wisconsin's good enough to hold serve, split their games with Purdue, beat them at the Kohl Center, lose at Mackey Arena, and then hold serve everywhere else and then win the conference. I mean, look at Wisconsin's schedule. There's just nothing. I mean, you could say this about any Big Ten team at this point. Look at their schedule. That would just require me to do any research whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. only – they're going to play one more team that's in – or they're going to – sorry. They're going to play two more teams that are in the top, uh, let's call it, 50. Or, sorry, top 40 Top forty in Ken Palm. They've got two teams left, Purdue twice and Illinois, and then Illinois games at the Kohl Center. So, I just think – Part of the Purdue's kind of already put themselves behind the eight ball. If you want to talk about just the conference title race and in, in more like mathematic terms than like who's the best team in the Big Ten, but they've got two losses. They're both conference losses, and uh, now they also don't have other than again the games against Wisconsin. 
not a lot there that worries them. They do have to go to Illinois, but I, <laughs> I don't. I, I know you look at Ken Palm, you see that 11 next to Illinois' name. You look at the AP poll, you see a 10 next to their name. Hell, they probably moved up this week for all I know. But that Illinois team, man, I'm not. And we're going to get to them here in a minute, but that's not a I, – I don't think Purdue's going to – I I don't even hate Purdue enough to think they're going to struggle in Champaign. They're going to go in there and take care of it because because Purdue, I, I again, I, I do think that Purdue tries to be a serious basketball program. They yeah. conduct themselves as a serious basketball that's, program. That's good Illinois, what I was going to say. Illinois is not doing that. They're nope. <sighs> let's just do the, the main event. Yeah, just do the Illinois. Let's bit. do it. Let's let's get to it. So so <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not going to do the like standings thing because Illinois and Northwestern are right next to each other and and Ben this is why this is why you're here it's time to cook. So, um Illinois of course uh lost to Northwestern at the Theater of Dreams in overtime 96-91. Uh Ben you were there? Sure. Uh, you want to you want to walk us through the process of becoming boo? Well, I was trying to think like pretty much for the last week, whether this was the best college basketball game I've ever been to. And I think like there was, there was an Ohio state game where Ohio state was number one, um, that like Sullinger won on a buzzer beater. And that game is probably better, but the wrong team won. Um, but so it that doesn't game count. In Evanston, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Ohio state won. So it is bad and doesn't count. Um, that game is electric. I've and, like so much of what makes, Northwestern Illinois fun to watch in Evanston and like one of the most unique atmospheres for better or for worse in college sports is that it at best for Northwestern ever is 50 50 like 50 purple 50 orange it doesn't get more purple than that so it has like a neutral site feel to it but you know Northwestern gets all the benefits of like being on their home floor um, it's just that it's loud the whole game instead of loud just half the game. Um, like awesome, awesome atmosphere. Obviously, like the students are really torqued up, much as the administration was was bummed out on that front. Um, <laughs> Illinois fans obviously are super into it. They spent a lot of time scowling, uh, which was obviously awesome. Um, and it went the same way that every Northwestern game does over the last two years, which is they keep it close the whole time. They don't get rattled when they go down seven at some point, whether that's in the first half or the second half. And then when it's time to win the game, they have the best player on the court and they just give them the ball and get out of the way. And Boo Booey scores 30 and the team wins. Um, what shocked me, like I was sitting like really close to the, to the court and just the entire, like literally the last seven minutes of the game and then all of overtime, Northwestern ran one play which was they just send is either Barnheiser or Langborg just up to set a screen for Bowie and Illinois just give the switch. Whether it was Goody or Damask, just over and over and over again, they'd let Shannon just walk away from Bowie, just hand off this really easy switch, and it was just just cooking. It was just well, they needed they stop. needed to keep Shannon fresh for his offensive exploits. Shannon in overtime, holy cow! Like, if you ever want to see like an example of someone who is very clearly not in the rhythm of his team, 
and really, really wants to be the leader of his team, look at that overtime period. It was like three or four times it was Shannon basically stealing the ball from someone after a rebound, sprinting completely out of control and just getting absolutely flat and losing the ball. Like he ran straight into Ty Berry and just got ripped. Like that that shouldn't be happening. It's almost like when you spend time away from your team, you completely lose the feel of the game. Um, he looked horrible. He looked absolutely horrible. Um, like he's still impossible to stop on a fast break, but like Jesus Christ, he really wanted to be the star and he was extremely not the best player on the court. Yeah, he looked like a guy that was uh, that was pressing big time and just kept failing in louder and more hilarious ways, which yeah. for the Sorry, casual viewer was awesome. Yeah, just like interrupt really quickly. Like the first Illinois possession of the game was a like zero pass Terrence Shannon three possession. It was mm-hmm. like dribble up, step into a three, let it fly. And it was like, oh, okay. Like that's what it's going to be tonight. Like Terrence is going to try and get his. Awesome. Yeah, for me. <laughs> like, just was never, never a part of that game. Just looked horrendous the whole time and looked shook. Like he looked like he wasn't ready to be there. I just to kind of build off that, because Illinois hosted Indiana as as their next game, that continued. And the only thing that saved Illinois from Shannon losing that game for them was his foul trouble. And yeah. so Underwood had to keep gluing him to the bench. And that's when Illinois could actually get something done on offense. Because otherwise, he was going to come in and either turn the ball over or take a bad shot. And it was... What? They were able to finally figure out a way to uh, get Underwood to bench him, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we finally figured it out. It's two first half fouls. That's what it takes. That's the only thing. There's Legal trouble, you're good. Foul trouble, we got a problem. And... uh, but I will I will echo what you said. The Northwestern Illinois game, at least from my couch, was the best Big Ten game this year by uh, whatever amount of units you want to put on it. I mean, it was a sensational basketball game, and you don't really expect from Northwestern just based on their style and how kind of how you describe. You don't usually expect to see an extremely watchable game. Yeah. You'll get a, you'll get an interesting result to be sure. But to have the kind of up and down, back and forth, and just really, again, everyone outside of Shannon, just a lot of shot making from both sides, uh, and yeah, a and lot Ty of seesawing. Zero in the first half. Like, yeah, he went for fourteen in the second half in overtime. Like, yeah, that doesn't happen very much. Matthew Nicholson showed up for the first time in two months. <laughs> um, and had like six dunks. Um, it was it was at Bar- Brooks Barnheiser who, like, I I still stand by he's. He's not much, but he's really, really good at being at standing next to Boo Booey and taking yeah. what comes when when it funnels his way. Which is um, what Northwestern has desperately needed. You know, at yeah. really any point is just can we get anybody besides Booey to get the defense to just look over at him for a split second yeah. so that we can get something yeah. done with our best player. Yeah, I mean the the crazy thing about it too, I mean, Illinois did so much right in this game. They did so much right in this game. They got a bunch of open threes, which is how you beat Northwestern, is you get a bunch of open threes and you make a bunch of open threes. They did that. The offensive rebound stats in this game, unbelievable. I mean, they had something like 20-second chance looks. Like It was absolutely nutty. They were just all over the boards. I know that we all think that Coleman Hawkins is a loser and bad, and that's obviously all true. He also (laughs) ruined every single motion that Northwestern ran for about 30 minutes that game. 
just he's really good at a couple of things. He just refuses to stick to those things. Yeah, he's an he's an NBA level defender. I mean, like every high screen and roll they ran in the first half with Bowie, just nothing worked. Like couldn't figure out where to slip Nicholson into making anything work. Like Hawkins was fucking everywhere, was all over the boards. Even hit a couple of threes and did his shithead blow the kiss to the crowd thing. Like it's it's lame to like sit back and be like, well, you know, I guess just the best player made the best plays, but like that was it. I mean, literally the only difference in this game is that Boo Boo is better than Terrence Shannon at a basketball. That's it. If they were the same level, like Illinois wins and wins by six points. Um there's enough like shitty coaching in this game from Underwood too that like were is worth a double check. Like I'm sure most if anyone who follows this podcast is watching the game, I'm sure this didn't click with them. The last like minute and a half, Northwestern played like Royce Clayton and Billy Preston, and those guys stink. Like those <laughs> guys are ninth and tenth on the roster, and they won those minutes by five or six points. Yeah, like, that can't happen if you're a top ten. Like that's when you extend the lead and you put the game away. Um, and not only could Illinois not hang with those guys, they got put down, and like that's why they lost. It was nutty. Like, Northwestern won't play a better game than that. It was unbelievable. I will agree that in his... Coleman Hawkins probably deserves more credit than he gets from this podcast um, because of not so much his on-court play, but everything else he does around the court, um, which, at least to his credit, is has not involved, like, a criminal indictment. But, yeah, that's true. He's over um, that bar. But that doesn't mean I don't think he deserves one. Uh, and But he's... <laughs> he, but he played I mean he, he he played a great game against uh against Northwestern and really it was uh I mean it's like you said, if if Illinois did not have this dude gobbling up a fifth of their possessions and doing jack shit with them, they probably win this game pretty easily. Uh yeah. but credit credit Northwestern for making sure that, you know, playing the game that, that was in front of them and they hit the shots they needed to hit down the stretch, they they got stops when they needed them. Uh, comes to mind right there at the end. I know that a lot of Illinois fans are going to say that that dome ass shot there at the end is like what they're looking for because, oh, he hits that shot all the time. That's not like um, – if that shot goes in and you're a Northwestern yeah. fan, you live with that. Yeah. Uh, a bank and, runner and, from the foul line? Oh, yeah, like... and I'll do and, – and, and for the second segment in a row, I'll say like um, Indiana was in an extremely similar situation with Illinois down the stretch, and it was Ty Rogers that – uh, did that exact same drive from the opposite side and hit that runner. And, and yeah. I just, and I, I mean, I sat there, I'm, I'm wanting Indiana to win that ball game. And I think, ah, you, you would, if, if you got to decide what shot they're going to take before the possession, that's probably on your, that's probably on your short list. And yeah. the guy just hit it. So I don't think that Illinois saying, Oh, we had a great chance to win that game in regulation. I I don't think that's true. I think you got gummed up by, some very good Northwestern defense and took the best shot they gave you, which was not a good one. And thankfully it didn't go in. What the fuck happened to Dane danger? Dude, (laughs) he's not. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Like I I remember like, I clearly not up on big 10 basketball. Like you guys were, I was like, you know, it was halfway through more than halfway through the first half. And I was like, is Dane danger still on this team? (laughs) Is he, is he here? He actually played a minute and missed two shots and looked like he was a D three player. And then went right back to the bench. Wasn't he good last year? He was hurt. He was surgery on every joint in his body. Like what the (laughs) hell happened? What's crazy is that every game that Dane danger has been allowed to play more than like six minutes 
he's looked great. And I don't know. And of course, it's hard to account for defense statistically. So I wonder if maybe that's why he's yeah. not playing uh, is because of issues on the defensive side of the ball. But every time that I see him come in, except again for that cameo against Northwestern, he's looked just fine. I thought, he, you know, he's a serviceable player. And especially during the Shannon suspension for, you know, however brief it, the minute he was suspended. <laughs> uh, and there were minutes that needed to be gobbled up. I, I'm really surprised that they didn't turn to him more. Um, I'm just, not. Brad Underwood's a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. I am thinking about, like, what would a good coach do? And Illinois yeah. doesn't have one of those. So. <laughs> you're, you're thinking in, in the dream world where Dane Tanja has a coach instead of just an yeah. angry man standing on the sidelines <laughs> becoming redder and balder every moment. One of the things so that um, like me and my dad were talking about after the game, like trying to break down like what the hell is going on in Champaign. Like the point that um, Underwood was basically mutinied last year. Mm-hmm. That like that team completely split at, at the seams. And it seems like Underwood had to give something up to get the team to not immediately quit all at once and like this team feels like that like it feels like i mean forget all the shannon shit like obviously it feels like it's part of it too like it just feels like a team that's just the coach isn't doing what the coach wants to do and then the players aren't doing what the coach wants them to do and he doesn't really know how to handle it like there was a possession where illinois came down and got a wide open three and hit it and underwood called a timeout and was like in someone's face Yes, just like I saw. Yeah, their head up. I, I, it must have been something that happened on defense on the other end, or like he like passed up a layup for the three. It was bizarre. It was yeah. weird. I was looking like everyone around me, like, dude, did, did anyone catch what the hell happened there? Um, and like all the Hawkins stuff, I feel like is somehow connected to this. Like, it's just a team that, like, what what I was thinking, you know, around halftime is like great keep it close until there's five minutes left in this game because these guys aren't going to be able to stick together and make plays that matter late. Like, no. this is just not a team that's built like that. It's felt like that for three years now. Yeah. No, I, I think the it, I think the word's kind of out on Illinois that if you can just... It's exactly like you just said. As long as you're in a close game with them late, there's not going to be a belief in themselves or in their coach. Uh, they're all just going to kind of start trying to make they're all going to want to make the play. They all still want to win, but there's no there's no cohesive structure of like how we're going to achieve that. It's yeah. just going to be, you know, it's my turn to try to win this game. It's it's, it's going to come down to basically like Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon trying to take the ball from each other to go make the play that wins the game. Yeah. And, you know, they're, and, they're what, third and fourth best offensive players? <laughs> it's not a good situation. Like, you got some guys who can really fucking fill it up. Yeah, the mask that dunk that he threw down. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't know he had. That, a I did not realize that was something he was cleared to do. Guard. I'll be honest. He was above the square. He yeah. was so up there. <laughs> it's like one of the best dunks I've ever seen. It's insane. I thought, I thought he was like based on how his feet were moving as he as he was going in for that dunk. I thought he was like getting into a position to post up. Like yeah. I thought. I didn't see him basically going over the anymore. exact opposite of what he what he eventually did is what I thought he was going to do. And instead, he's yeah. just, like you said, he's above the square. Like, just LeBron James out there just dunking the ball. Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty good player. Yeah, that that kid's all right. They should have had him do that at the so, regulation. 
Dimitri McKamey did beat us on that same exact shot like a decade ago. I remember it extremely, extremely well. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that random Tuesday night 7 p.m. game? That Illinois Northwestern game Illinois from 2006. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when both teams weren't in the tournament, that wasn't really in your head? Okay. Interesting. I guess it's just me. <laughs> did you see... Um... Underwood's quote after the game about the uh, the Shannon chance. Oh my yeah. god! Were there chance? <laughs> it's just another night in the Big Ten. Boy, if that ain't the truth. It's accidentally the smartest yeah. thing that Brad Underwood said. That's so true, brother. Like, didn't mean <laughs> it, but you're you're so close, Brad. Yeah. You're so close. Yeah, you're almost getting it. Uh, yeah, on the topic of like the chance, I that's the first time I've ever seen an administration really like take an aggressive role in like tut tutting students. And even so, like our finest KPMG associates of the summer of twenty five like <laughs> still still made their their selves known out there. But when when uh Shannon went for that dunk and got that flagrant assessed, which was just an absolute horrendous call. Yeah, the call that flagrant on Barry is really bad. Um, I mean, there were like administration people doing everything short of jumping into the student section to get them to stop cheering when he was down injured, which was <laughs> bizarre. Like, I, I mean, you could you could like see the people like start to go like, yeah, oh, oh are we in trouble? It was really weird. It was a, like that part of it was like a super super strange kind of background noise to all of it um like really pointed like make sure you respect your opponents that's what we're here to do guys like it was really just personally from where i was sitting it was kind of shameful like i don't really think that northwestern fans have any reason to not do whatever the hell they want in this circumstance um but that part of it, that was funky. I mean, you could see, like, before... I got there really, really early. You could see, like, you know, the people who are, like, probably troublemakers in the student section, like, having a long conversation with, like, representatives from Northwestern's faculty to be like, you know, I want to say this. Like, oh, well, what about this? It's like... It was it was out there. And I know they told it's, them to knock off the no means no chant. Like, it was, it was weird. It's really important that you avoid hurting the feelings of the guy who's currently under criminal indictment. Right. Yeah, like, truly, like, what are we doing here? Like, I spent, like, some time... So, I went to see this game with my, my dad, who's obviously, like, who I've always gone to games with, and my mother as well. And that part of it was strange, because I was like, you know, this is going to be an interesting environment tonight, Mom. And she was like, why? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> how much time you got, Mom? Um, <laughs> what a life to live, though. Yeah, like, to, yeah, to you're, wait, wait, um, wait your, your mom is Brad Underwood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's so like knowing that she's going to be there and like knowing that like something fucking weird is going to happen. I was like, you know, like what would be the thing that the students could chant that would be like not okay. And like, I think ultimately where I lined up was like, nothing's going to be more offensive than watching Terrence Shannon lace him up. So like fair play, roll him out. Like, don't say anything regrettable, you know, that's, you know, really regrettable, but like, I don't know. I, I just I, I'm really interested to see what it looks like for him the rest of the season. I refuse to believe that Northwestern is anywhere on the aggressive end of the spectrum of what you hear from fans. So like, yeah, it's, it's I feel be like a lot nastier than they'll go to Breslin next week. 
I was yeah. going to say there was a lot on Twitter where a lot of Michigan State fans were like, if y'all think this is bad, like, it's going to be more of the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've still got Breslin, Cole. Xfinity, and the Cole Center yeah. left on their schedule. Yeah. Like, there's there's going to be some stuff. <laughs> like, And, you know, if yeah. he looks that off his rocker against Northwestern, like, man. Just I mean, he's not in the Big Ten. He didn't they look good in front of his own fans. fans. Yeah, and and exactly, and half of his fans were there in Evanston. Like it's yucky. It's not. It's not going to be a good situation. It's been very weird watching the broadcasts, and um, especially uh, the other night during the Northwestern game. I think we were all kind of tuning in, like, okay, how bad is this? Like, really going to get? And I remember, like, internally, like in our group chat, we were talking about just like how, like, kind of maddening it was, and for um Hummel and, and whoever the the play by play guy was to not explicitly say, acknowledge like why Shannon was suspended and the more the game went on and there there was a moment in the first half when Shannon was at the line where Northwestern was doing the, the no means no chant and both announcers just kinda went silent, kinda let the moment breathe, and that seemed like kind of their way of saying, Hey, we this is our acknowledgement of what's going on and there's probably some it directives it, from the higher ups to not really comment on it because they didn't they didn't say anything about it in the um Illinois Indiana game on Saturday either. It it felt very weird early in the Northwestern Illinois game that they kept mentioning that he had been suspended and kept right. talking about why. And I think that moment you called out, Chris, was where uh, Babar, I think you tweeted about this and it kind of coalesced for me too, where I was like, I, I think they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. I, I I think that they've been told that there are things that they can and can't say. And I mean, I don't know, maybe I slash we are giving these guys too much credit, but that is definitely without having any inside information whatsoever. That's how it seemed to me, especially when that chant was going when he was shooting those free throws and they didn't say anything. I, I, yeah. I was watching with my girlfriend, not a huge sports fan, but um, knowledgeable and intelligent person. And she actually meant, she was like, why aren't they talking right now? What is happening? And I kind of explained that I've, I've seen games where fans were chanting things that really were actually objectionable and I feel like in those moments, the the announcers typically try to talk over it or drown it out or call attention to it by apologizing or whatever. Do a and read for that, Blue Bloods. Right. <laughs> something like that. Um, and that that not happening in that moment felt intentional. Yeah. That's where it turned for me because I thought – I. I mean, I, I had several tweets about it while it was going on about the just the gutlessness to – acknowledge that he'd been suspended at all yet. I mean, because it's like I said, when in the history of sport have you ever brought up that a player had been suspended and then not tell the viewers what he's been suspended for? Because they're all, I mean, most sports fans who are watching the show are not like weirdo jackasses that record podcasts about it. They're like, they're like Ben's mom. They don't, they don't know what's going on. And so, 
it, it struck me as like, why are they carrying water for Terrence Shannon? And then I realized, oh, if you kind of look at the totality of the circumstances and, and all of the filings that have been made and all the the just brazen attempts to like basically legally force Illinois' hand to get him back on the court, this is a well-paid, high-powered legal team that I'm sure has let the Big Ten Network and Fox Sports and whoever know that there are going to be consequences for anything that they consider to be defamatory language said on a broadcast. And of course, is it defamatory to point out that a guy is under indictment for rape in Kansas? No, it's not defamatory when a guy is under indictment for rape in Kansas to point that out because it's all public record that he's under indictment right. for rape in Kansas. And, but you can spook a but network. But you still don't want to have to pay the legal fees. Exactly. Because yeah, you still have to, you would still have to deal with it. And so Fox sports and really any large sport, you know, ESPN, whoever all pretty much same level of gutlessness is, is going to, is going to capitulate to those demands and say, Hey, we're not going to say anything about it. It's, it's a non-starter. You know, you could bring up that he was suspended, but we're not going to, we're not going to do anything else. Cause I mean, Hummel did the exact same thing in the next game where he brought up that Shannon's been rusty since he came back from suspension. Rob, what was he suspended for? Just say it. And he won't, you know? So to me, it, to me, it seems that it's it's a decision that came from above them, and then we, you know, you can go into oh, they have a duty anyway. And yeah, I'm- I mean, I wouldn't go as far to say that like if if that is true, if there's like an actual like threat of legal action that like Robbie Hubble owes it to the viewer of Big Ten Network to get sued. Like I wouldn't go that right. far, but like I do certainly believe that like you're ascribing a lot of um, like benefit of the doubt to a situation that I'm not sure deserves it. Like I would love it if it were true that this is that like them being quiet in those moments is a, some, some statement of some kind about the severity of the issue and like, you know, how they've been muzzled. I just like, I don't, I don't see any evidence to that. And thus I don't want to like give them that, that handshake. I I guess where I come down on that was the one who wasn't watching. Where I come down on that specific bit is I don't know why the hell else they would have done that. There's there there they didn't silently watch anybody else take free throws in that game. Like I, (laughs) I I I I agree with what you're saying that I don't want to give too much credit to people without having a good reason for it, and that's why I don't want to sit here and say hell yeah, this is what they're doing and it's great. I'm sort of surmising, but that's mostly because I can't think of another explanation that fits the evidence. Like, I don't know why else they would have been doing that unless there was some sort of technical glitch or something. Like, yeah, I don't don't know. I mean, there might be that I'm just not thinking of. And I mean... Could also be that there's. In, it's really hard to say something erudite about in, the situation in, at the moment. In the grand scheme of things, being quiet while college students chant something is not exactly uh, reinventing the wheel here. Nor is um, saying stuff on a podcast about it. So um, none of us yeah. are really accomplishing anything. So congratulations to, large, to everyone. I will <laughs> say large. like. To a larger point, I do think that uh, college sports announcers, really announcers across, I mean, pick your sport, do need to do a better job of shutting the fuck up and letting moments speak for themselves. So to that end, I do credit them. Like, that is a moment, at least as far as 
Big Ten college basketball on a random weeknight goes is pretty important. And you know, regardless of what the agenda might have been or the intent of why they stayed silent, I'm glad they did. Yeah. Because a, a lot of announcing, as we've started to learn, especially NFL side, where there's guys who like to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. I don't know There's about a- this one, Jim. <laughs> ah, ah, Jim. A lot of a lot of really talented announcers got their notoriety because they know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah, and, I mean, like the, yeah. the best example is like Jim Nance and the the Masters win from Tiger. He like didn't say anything for two and a half minutes. Like yeah. the last thing, like I think is like an interesting part of being in Evanston in that game. Um, and I think like, you know, Jessica Luther, I think it was like wrote an article once upon a time about how like, you know, scandals, incidents, whatever you want to call it like this, like it's not a rivalry thing. Like, you know, when Michigan fans are trying to hold, um, either the Mel Tucker thing or obviously like the Larry Nasser thing, like over Michigan state, yeah, um, I think was what the response to that was, is like, this is not, this is not the moment about this. Um, and it's especially like pointed like that topic when this happens at on in Evanston, like we were here not eight months ago, yeah. right? Like we like damn near the same exact thing, like call it a different name, but like certainly the hazing allegations were sexually assault oriented in, in scale, like, and like the ability for fans to, knock that out of their head and to pretend that it would be any different if it were their player and their fan base is remarkable. Like I was like talking to people around me. They're like, you know, Oh, can you imagine if we did this? Like, yeah, dude, I was there six months ago when we were literally doing this. Like you out of your gourd. Like the only reason why you have seemingly forgot that that happened is because David Braun won seven games and thus we don't have to, talk about how very unfairly Papageola was treated because, like, he's bad <laughs> and Braun is good. Like, it is truly, like, if anyone thinks that they're a fan, I don't care what program you are, whether it's Harvard or Duke or Indiana or Illinois or whatever it is, like, I have horrible news for you about how fandom works. Like, you would be, maybe not you, but the bulk of the people who you watch games with would firmly be doing the same ridiculous embarrassing shit that illinois is doing and like that that was like an important reminder to me like while looking at those illinois fans who i wanted to like throw stuff at it's like damn like this was literally what we were doing the first game of the football season same exact thing on that optimistic note (laughs) (laughs) there is one more thing i wanted to hit on on this game before i think can we just take a group vote that nobody else in the conference was interesting this week? And that's fair. We just, set the bar awfully high. Yeah, I we've decided to devote a podcast to talking about the only good game in the Big Ten this season. Um, I did also called someone a motherfucker who is sitting courtside, and it was really funny. Like this was like right in front of me. It was like right before a time outbreak. Like clearly called someone a motherfucker and like ran back to his tunnel. And, you know, usually when someone gets called a motherfucker courtside, like, they probably said something. And, like, 
two different people I came up to the guy and was like, dude, what was that about? Like, you're good. Like, you're fine. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, he was freaking out there. He was like staring down this old man. It's weird. It's, it's (laughs) good that you, it's good that you brought up Coleman Hawkins being a freak because the thing I wanted to hit on before we move on to our noteworthy games segment was the uh, handshake line kerfuffle. (laughs) Uh, Did you, were you in a position to see that? Cause it was, uh, it was Ty Berry and Hawkins, right? It was Ty Berry. Yeah. So Ty Berry, obviously like, was he, was he just mad that Ty Berry's better than him at basketball? Yes, scored 14 in the second half. Um, so when I caught it, like, I caught, like, there being, like, the coaches were all of a sudden, like, right out there. Like, they were right in the middle of the court. And then I was like, oh, something's happened. Um, and, yeah, obviously, like, the first thing I did was pull up my phone and, and look at the video of what happened. And, like, yeah, like, just, just classic stuff. Like, just really, like, what? Come on, man. What do you have to say? You just lost. Right? Yeah. You just got punked by, like, Ty Berry dropped 14 on your head, made the game-winning defensive play, like, three times, and, like, gave you just that much lip compared to what you do every single night. Like, brother, like, I'm sorry, but it's it is Joe. Just get out of the way. It is very funny to call somebody a motherfucker who's just sitting on the sidelines and then get piss baby mad that another player chirped you once he beat you. That's, I mean, that's Coleman yeah, like, Hawkins. Like, that's <laughs> like, that's uncut right there. Like that is to a T. Yeah, that is as pure as you're gonna. That is like that. That kind of Coleman Hawkins is gonna send you to the hospital if you do too much of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> that uncut shit. He'd be yeah. so good if he just like didn't have the like the world's most like fraught brain. If he was just a normal guy. <laughs> He oh, just needs a he just so needs wonderful. to see a psychiatrist. What if he or got away from prescription? Just get him away from Brad Underwood for one year and see what happens. Actually, like, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's all he needs. He needs to be with like a, a hug you guy. Like, you know, just one of those guys who like put their Ooh. arms around you. Which by the way, like that's the Chris Collins is that now, which is insane. Like that I is spent crazy. a lot of time like over the last decade saying that Chris Collins sucks and is a loser and I hate him and he's go away. <laughs> and he's like a good but he's coach. cool like, now. <laughs> he's a good coach now. I don't think the team's going to be anything next year when Bowie's gone or ever again. But like the coddling that he's done to Matthew Nicholson over the last month and a half, like that's real coaching. Like Nicholson yeah. lost the ability to play basketball at some point in the last month. And everything Chris Collins has done since then has been like, you know, we're starting Luke Hunger, but we really just want to keep Matt fresh and get him in there and have him playing his best basketball. Nicholson has like one decent game against Illinois and Collins talks about it for like 20 minutes. Like he's such a better coach now than he was five years ago. He's not the same guy. It reminds me of when, uh, uh, Archie Miller did something to Rob Fennessy so bad that Mike Woodson had to go on national television and say he loves Rob Fennessy. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, and then like a week later, Rob Fennessy hit like a game winning shot to beat Purdue. Just because somebody somebody told Robbie loved him, <laughs> so, he's Bad the fucking Christmas. Too. He's the fucking Christmas tree from Charlie Brown. Uh, God needs someone to believe in him, man. What I if do you Tom, just have to note that? Uh, go ahead. What if Tom Creighton coached Coleman Hawkins for Coleman Hawkins' his entire career? Can you imagine how many threes he'd be taking? Uh, yeah, he wouldn't be hitting any more of them, but he'd be firing them seven a night. Well, I don't know. Does does Crane get to bring Buckley along? Because if so, maybe maybe he figures it out. Then Hawkins is in the NBA just as a sharpshooter. 
He didn't learn. He wouldn't learn any of that defensive <laughs> yeah. stuff. But that's <laughs> yeah, he's reverts on that end. But he is six eleven. Oh, makes thirty eight percent of his threes, <laughs> so he is an NBA player. High volume. Mentioning Chris Collins reminded me of the biggest out over my skis moment of that game, which was trying to show my girlfriend the picture of Chris Collins crawling on the court yeah. during that Michigan State game, and then trying to explain Ooh. what it meant. Yeah. It was also like, a Michigan game, not Michigan. She, State. she, like he was doing something crazy, and she noted it, and I was like, "No, that's not the half of it. Check yeah. this out." And watch this. I, I could not respond to why is he doing that. There's yeah. just, there's just no answer. We did get a good bloodthirsty Chris Collins pick out of this one, though. Like making a truly depraved face with like the final score bug. So you know the boys still got it in his bag somewhere. It is going that picture though is going to be lost to the sands of time under the avalanche of becoming boo photos. So Dude, I'm so glad I have that bank of high res photos from that photo shoot. It's like it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I just need to find a photo printer. I need to get some eight and a half by eleven glossies. Yeah, what what's the like plan for my those? zoom background? Like instead of yeah. this lovely picture of my grand uh so I've got like right here is like a lovely photo of my grandparents, and I think that can go, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's time. Know, I think it's time for you to create a boo cave. Like, just have, boo people, cave. have people come into your yeah. boo cave and see an unsettling yeah. amount of pictures of boo booey. Yeah, that's. Awesome. I really. I was gonna say. I think you should just get a five foot by seven foot poster of the yeah. extreme close up of his face. And... Yep, yep. All of them are like really low res. Like they're very clearly yeah. like a screenshot of a screenshot. Right. And this, just like this is the behavior of, of a high functioning person. Like this yeah, is. This, hey man, <laughs> you've... you're talking to a Northwestern graduate, brother. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, there's been no no immediate cause for concern to walk in yep. and see a hey, bunch hey, guys, of low res. Guess... <laughs> they're hung up by like masking tape. They're not framed. That's for damn sure. Hey, you guys want to see this? Hold on, let me get my sweatband on. You know, you have to put one on too. You have to take off your shoes and put your sweatbands on. They're calling. They're calling the Evanston police as soon as they leave your apartment. I think Boo Booey is an extreme danger. <laughs> police are coming on as I'm putting on a second leg sleeve. Like, what's up, man? <laughs> there a problem here? Like, you guys want to see my boo pictures? That's awesome. Come on, yeah, guys, I'm literally boo booey right now. I am. I, You're wearing me. the light blue city jersey. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I do like And I'm... also the satin jacket from Drive. Yes. Yeah. Like I am I'm firmly in love with the idea of like the same type of guy who sees, you know, Ryan Gosling play someone who's basically nonverbal and like drives a car for two hours. Like the same guy who sees that guy being like, That's me. It's that, but it's but it's for boo booey. Like that's all I've been able to think about. Just like he's literally me, you know, when he's jumping into the lane and playing off two feet. Like that's that's me. <laughs> you go to the you go to the local gym. Like you you just get on the basketball court. You shoot nothing but twelve foot floaters. Yeah. Like that's just <laughs> just drive and pivot. <laughs> Showing up in the office with like cornrows and a headband one random Monday. Yes, let's Absolutely. create some shareholder value. Yeah, that like spray on beard he's got going yeah. on. Dude, absolutely. Like you know those like fake tattoo sleeves that you could get as like part yes. of costumes you roll in with like one of those on. Yep. Absolutely, it's so funny that his look works. It objectively sucks, but it looks so hard with him. Uh, it's something... very funny to do that look at Northwestern. Oh, absolutely. Well, he is the preeminent 
Northwestern Huber, as yeah. you can find out in the spring 2023 edition of North by Northwestern. I You've got to get that autographed. Here. Yeah, if anyone has like the actual North by Northwestern magazine, like the actual magazine with a story in it, uh, I'll pay you just a gross sum of money for it. So please hit my line. I'm desperate. It'll go in the boo cave, uh, along with all of my deep fried boo booey pictures. What was the name of the? Um, they used to always advertise them on like of um, like life size football players that you would stick oh, on wall. Yeah, fat heads. Yeah. I'm imagining like some pizza delivery guy showing up at your door and be like, "Hey, man, that'll be twenty three seventeen and be like, "Oh, fuck! Is that a boo booey fat head in there?" <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of having that fat head, but like you know, it's above my bed. Yeah, that or maybe on the cool. ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly like where the, yeah. 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 You can riff on that one, I guess. Or not. Open up like a little Etsy shop, sell a bunch of boo booey adjacent trinket, trinkets. Yeah. Yeah. Like wood carvings. <laughs> this is my little boo booey. I think. We got to petition Bo- him. Boo booey Stanley Cup? Boo booey Stanley Cup. Now with less Ooh. lead. <laughs> <laughs> or more lead. Or more lead. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah Traces of lead are not enough. Yeah, whatever opinion. the Albany pipe locate, like whatever, whatever the lead levels in Albany, we can bring that through in the Stanley Look, Cup. I guess it, where it's from. It worked. It worked for ancient Rome. It can work that's for right. us. It it's never gone bad to expose your population to lead just forever. Yeah, but enough about Big Ten basketball, folks. Oh, oh. let's go rack them up, Chris. It's right. cool how you did that with making no eye contact with anyone on the call, too. Like this. Yep. <laughs> I, I oh am looking at my phone. <laughs> I'm going to look at the, se- the second computer while I'm on the computer. Dude, my favorite, part about this, my favorite part about this podcast is when one of us gets cooking and then I just know, like, we're he's good for a few minutes. I'm going to check my phone. <laughs> it's, he's... There's really nothing like, you know, when you're on, when you're being logged on to like log on again, just take a break from being logged on to log on somewhere else. It's like the end of the game. It's like the, uh, it's like at the end of the game when, if you're a Northwestern player, who's not boo booey, even if you're on the court, like just look at your phone. You're hanging out, It's good. You're you're out there for spacing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm doing my thing. I've, I've I've hit my mark. I've hit my mark. I'm going to look at some tweets real quick. Yeah. Unbelievable! What a um, team! And then we kicked the shit out of Ohio State and put Chris Holtman, and you know he's gone now. So that's ooh, awesome. Oh yeah, they got to fire him, right? That's over. Right, he's, Surely yeah. he's not long for it. Well, not if Good Jeffman has anything to say about it. I was going to say real rough week for him. Yeah, Jeff Goodman's down. Is Archie yeah. Miller fired yet? <laughs> Did Sean way. Miller lose the game by eight hundred points too? Yeah, they got smoked by a uh, UConn yesterday. Yeah, they lost by like forty. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's worth. I think it's worth pointing out on this podcast last week when we were going over Ohio State playing road games to Nebraska and Northwestern. We all agreed, like, summarily that they would lose both those games. Ken Palm had them had those as, like, two-point games, both of them. They lost them both by damn near 30 points. Like, it's... They were... Just non-competitive. Boo, they didn't... Boo didn't even score a point in the first half. And they still won that game by 30. <laughs> like, that's how you know you're not really a serious program anymore. I'm not sure Ken Palm. I, I don't know that the algorithm can handle the absolute yeah. dross that we have right now. Yeah, in college not... basketball as a whole, but especially in the Big Ten, yeah. I just it think is... he's. 
I think we're breaking math right now. It is quite literally yeah. not built for this. It's <laughs> yeah. No, you these teams will regress. Be out here because you ain't out here. <laughs> yeah. It really is like when you look at probably college basketball in general, but certainly Big Ten basketball. It is just like the IQ chart with like you know the idiot Wojak. Like being like everything, yeah, everything sucks, and the top of the bell curve is like, no, they're good, their efficiency metrics look good, and then the very end of the bell curve is now these guys suck. (laughs) It's like it's how it goes. Sorry for knowing too much ball and correctly ascribing that all the teams that you think are good or bad. We try. I know too much ball, and I talk to too many girls. Sorry. (laughs) So true. So true, dude. All right. What dog shit yeah, games we do gotta, we have on tap this week? Yeah, we got we got to talk about what's coming up. Um, so, in our games on category, um, hey, look, it's more Northwestern. Um, they are playing Purdue Wednesday evening at six thirty p.m. Eastern time on Big Ten Network. Um, hey, cats by twenty. Regrettably, <laughs> yes. Regrettably, Let's it's go. not going to be a competitive game. Excellent rejoinder from the guy who has given me shit for saying Purdue is bad 30 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> hey, I my statement of Purdue being a top five team is no, nothing to do with the fact that Northwestern is 20 points better than they are. <laughs> Both things can be true. Purdue can be a top five team and Northwestern can be 20 points better. That's fine. That's that's because Boo Boo is the best player in the Big Ten, right? It's not close, dude. I mean, honestly, if you, would you rather have anyone else with the ball with 35 seconds left? No. No, no one's and that's, and This goes back. We're going to have the National Player of the Year argument here, you know, in a month. And that's going to be the same thing. It's just like when the game is on the line, who do you want to have the ball? Well, whoever it is is going to have to – like Zach Eady can't do anything unless he gets the ball to yeah. a specific spot. Boo Booey. You know what? Fuck it. Boo Booey should be National Player of the Year. Goddamn right. We got He's there eventually. so good and cool. Like, <laughs> it's time for the entire country to become Boo. It is. Frankly. That's goddamn right. We're a Boo Nation now. <laughs> We're a nation of Welcome boo to Boo Nation. The entire United Boo's States Boo. is now the Boo Cave. It's, boo Nation it's sounds like a really shitty... It sounds like a really shitty Bravo show that Shannon would watch. <laughs> Uh, it's really University, good I've heard, actually you know what thomas i have to thank you you made the decision on like what we're gonna name this episode so easy <laughs> i'm just glad this time i didn't have to be the one to say that no. like i hate calling go. my own shot that's no that was great the boo so cats by 20 yep write it down no uh, Thursday evening, we've got Wisconsin versus Nebraska. That's at 8.30 p.m. on Big Ten Network. Um, you know, Nebraska, weird week. Um, they, I, I, I know we didn't talk about Maryland, but they're such a fucking weird team. I can't believe that they're as high in the, as, in the standings as they are. It's impossible um, to fucking win on the road. Like, yeah. That's it. You just can't win on the road anymore. You can't do it. Um, so I guess we'll see if Wisconsin can pull it off. Um, and then Purdue versus Wisconsin. That's, I mean, 
sort of part one of who's going to win this conference, I, I say, guess. It's, it's the first of the two-leg tie that's going to decide yeah. who wins, who wins yeah, the... Uh, his, the Big Ten has turned into an FA Cup semifinal. Yeah. Um, that's going to be Sunday afternoon at 1 on CBS. It gets a lot more interesting if Wisconsin drops that uh, Nebraska. With the, this is the game in the Kohl Center, right? Yeah. So it doesn't – I mean, Wisconsin has to have it. They they have to win that game. If they've got any designs to win the conference at all, have to win it. Yeah, I mean, have if to. they lose if they lose that, then we basically can go on break early. Um, so yeah, th- that's that's all I found. I don't anybody got any uh, sneaky games that could be on or anything? No, <laughs> there's not a lot yeah. this week, really, because. Believe- Every good game is outside of the conference. Like every other game yeah. that isn't a Big Ten game on Saturday is like the game of the year. And I think yeah. the last yeah. Big Ten game is like Northwestern Minnesota or something. Like that. Yeah, we're we're about to get to that. Oh. Um, so we've we've actually at at the request of Babar, we have um, sheathed the Bardo the Bardo Zone for a week. We have put the Bardo Zone away, and it's been replaced. With the Stephen Bordeaux tasting event, which is the entire Big Ten slate on Saturday. Let me guide you through it, folks. Welcome to oh, the Bordeaux nasty zone. <laughs> and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to taste you out with eight of our most dog shit offerings. We have Penn State against Indiana kicking things off at noon on FS1. Followed on BTN at 2 p.m. by Northwestern versus Minnesota. Folks, I real quick, this is the halfway point Saturday in the Big Ten Conference, okay? On the first non-football weekend. On the first non-football weekend, this is what we have brought you, okay? It's... <laughs> then at 4 p.m. on BTN, a little Rutger at Michigan. Certainly two teams that are playing basketball, out of contractual <laughs> obligation. They're definitely look, if you love seeing effort on a basketball court, tune in to yeah. Big Ten Network on four PM on Saturday because you will see effort. I guarantee you. Still no word on who's gonna be coaching Michigan that day. And then maybe Harbaugh come in. <laughs> Let Boo Booey do it. Well he's gotta play he's gotta play Minnesota. Oh yeah, he could get down he could get over there in time. Yeah, anything that's fine. Hey, anything north look, of Indiana. I'm sorry. Have you watched Michigan now. lately? You don't have to be there to coach them. <laughs> yeah. The guys uh, who could, are there aren't doing anything. Yeah. He could text. Yeah. No, I don't even think you'd have to do that. Anyone on that Michigan roster. Well, yeah, they could just print that. out a copy of the cover of North by Northwestern and put it in a chair, and it would probably do about as much as anybody else is doing. <laughs> Doug McDaniel <laughs> could become Boo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the, it's all, it's all, it's all there. And to cap off the Peace Day Resistance, Maryland at Michigan State, Saturday at five thirty on network television. This is on Fox. Yo, this is, yes, charge. If if <laughs> I didn't live in a <laughs> if I didn't live in a location wow. where my uh, over the air antenna can't pick up the Fox station locally for some reason. I could watch this on an antenna. It's That's crazy. Children are going to be watching up. this game. What happened to to the nation? What that this we country live in? permits? May what our chil- what happened? 
What happened to shame? Like, may just... our children never forgive us what? for what we've done. Like, come on now. Yeah, when I have to look in my beloved granddaughter's eyes as, you know, the sea levels lap against our (laughs) Peoria, Illinois home, what she's going to be asking me about was Maryland, Michigan State on Fox at 530? Dad, granddad, what happened there? And I I will have no answers for her. It's a shame. I honestly think that we would be better off if the Big Ten took a bye week so that people would forget that it existed during this non-football weekend. Mm. Mm. And then we have the game of the year on the conference on Sunday. So, you know, there's that. You just got to make it through Saturday. Um, I'm, of course, talking about Nebraska, Illinois. Anyway, that is the Stephen Bordeaux zone tasting event that awaits you all on Saturday. Um, I'm going to pass, man. May uh, 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 An absolutely horrendous flight. Thank you. Can you you imagine the hangover if you sit and watch? So I... Like I have like a hold on. What if you did that? Well, what if you I'm gonna I'm gonna strap myself I'm gonna strap myself into a recliner and yeah. cry my I'm gonna Ludovico technique yep. myself like in Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna expose myself to all of it. In I was getting ready. Babar sitting in his in his basement with like a seatbelt on the couch. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny because I had that I I don't have it very often now because it 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 usually finds its way to my active memory, but I. I did forget for a moment that like I have a family because I was like, you know what? For this podcast, I will sit and watch all four of these games back to back to back to back, which, to back on a Saturday, which is like yeah. you might. I got a better shot at getting to the moon, right? Than watching eight <laughs> hours of uninterrupted college basketball he, on a January. I guess it'll be February on a winter Saturday with two children in my house. Hey, you could always zig when they think you should zag, and let's run an experiment. Let's see what eight hours of that Big Ten slate will do to your children. There you Ooh, go. There we go. We'll strap them into the couch. Yeah, you know how like there was that theory about like how kids learn language, and like back in the ancient days of yore, of like you know in thousand BC or whatever in Greece, and they just like sent a kid out in the middle of nowhere and just like didn't let him talk. Just like no humans around, like no one who was taking care of the kid was allowed to speak to him, and he was really fucked up. That could be your kids, only with the experience of Big Ten basketball. Yeah, it's just it's food for thought. Science was so much cooler before we let the government dude, get so involved. rad, man. <laughs> which, there was no which, ethical which, testing, dude. It's fucking which sick. Um, go there was a there was a philosopher. I think maybe it was Mill who basically um, like raised his son as an experiment to like yeah. see how smart he could make his son. Um, we should do that, but the opposite with your kids. You know what's crazy is that guy's son is Stephen Bardo. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> um, pop fake laughs. What I needed, man. It got me through the day. S- so, should we change the name of our next group? Because I don't no. want to. I don't want to get sued, man. This podcast doesn't make us any money. We we can't afford the legal fee. Babar, will you represent me if Jeff Goodman tries to sue me for calling Michigan versus Michigan State the Jeff Goodman Access Merchant Game of the Week uh, for free? I- I can assure you in the least binding way possible that I would be happy to do that. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then Tuesday at 9 p.m. on Peacock, you've got Michigan, Michigan State, and God, God rest your... May God have mercy on your soul. I believe that's mm-hmm. streaming on uh, the Field of 68's website. That game, that game would look better in orange. 
Mm. What if Michigan State loses that game? I don't know, man. Be- what if? Riff it out for me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's that was that Can't was the most. That if? was I don't know. You've posed the hypothetical. Was, Get me home. That was maybe the most hostile yes and we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> I, was, I felt it. Yeah, all the way from hundreds of miles. Yeah, away. dude. Yeah, dude. What if that happened? Fuck what? you. Because Tell me. What if, what <laughs> Wouldn't that be? What would happen next? They, they lose that game by two points. They drop like yep. one spot in Ken Palm, and everyone's like, "Ah." <laughs> Then they're going to beat Maryland and Minnesota. There's a Michigan State's rounded into form. It's like we've just we've done this 15 times already this season. It feels like it's just exhausting. Based these on, guys suck. Based I think on how it's going to be a big things... Malik Hall showing again. <laughs> this is where he really breaks out. He's this due. It together. He's, can you? I can't based? wait for like whatever game they lose in the Big Ten tournament. Malik Hall is going to score 22, and we're going to get is Malik Hall rounding into? Is he peaking at the right time? Is he a player to watch in March? One and then he scores six points in a loss to fucking Murray State. Can't Based wait. on how things have been going so far this year, I'm expecting Michigan State to lose, and then for Tom Izzo to deliver a several minute screed against cell phones in the post game press conference. Stealing Fitzgeralds. Uh, well, what yeah. could be fun, of course, is Michigan State winning and Jawan Morgan finally putting Tom Izzo out of his misery. <laughs> just like a real fisticuff situation that could be a just kind a of, right know. hook to the temple and just yeah, ball or Stephen Izzo or both. Yeah. Why not? Why limit ourselves in this dream hypothetical? Things you're allowed to make up in your head. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking about what are the circumstances that lead to Jawan Howard just clocking Stephen Izzo. Uh, oh, Jace Howard and, and Stephen Izzo. Guys. So Stephen Izzo like, hits a shot with no time on the shot clock. Jace Howard's in the game. Jace Howard fights and Tom Izzo just, yeah, just, or Jawan Howard just goes to list it. Uh, that's, there we go. Right? That's possible. I would, I would love to see that. I, that you know, I incredible. noticed that it, it would be the moment of the year in the Big Ten. Yeah, can't help but notice that when Chris posed a hypothetical, you were all ready to jump in the sandbox with him, yeah. and then when I posed, oh, it's because one, I like Chris more than you. Okay, sure. No, that's <laughs> fine because he's better. Yes, at no, whatever understood. you want to fill that blank in with. It's yes, kinda, no, you know, absolutely. Thank you. Yes, Chef. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Just, I'm just here to help. <laughs> um, what do you guys say we put this thing out of its misery? No, it's going um, so well. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let 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 Oof. Babar make one more half-assed riff that we can all you know make <laughs> him carry. Today. Let's yeah. talk about Penn State basketball. Hey. Yeah. hey, good joke, good joke, Babar. By the way, I'm in your walls. <laughs> did we What's say like? the word Iowa today? I don't think we did. What's Iowa? Why did you do it? Bam, got it. We covered all. Why the Joe Toussaint is still there, right? Did we? <laughs> Spiritually, yes, he's Tony Perkins now. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. I've always been trotting out the same five guys at varying levels of uh, competency for 15 years. It is cool. Yeah, it is like, you know, when you keep saving an Instagram meme over and over again, like, the it gets all fucked up. Like, that is yeah. Iowa basketball. Like, what started at Peter Jock has now become Tony Perkins. Yeah. And at a certain point, there's got to we've got to run out of Fran's progeny. We, so we regret to inform you that your Aaron White has become Ben Cricky. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone wrong. It's irreversible. It's a horrible. A there's horrible no, no, there's no known cure. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Fran's terminal. Yeah. <laughs> 
have a terminal case of Ben Cricket. Well, <laughs> if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to this week's Games on Dude podcast. Um, if you're interested, feel free to check us out on X the Everything app, where <laughs> you can read our opinions, you can uh, take out a bank loan. Um, I, think they're, I thought I saw they're adding gambling. Yes, uh, is that what is that what Grok is? No, Grok is their uh, yeah, it's their chat GPT thing. Chat thing, yeah. No, well, Are you not up I mean, on you the could... latest. You sound like you're this evangelist for X the Everything app. You have no idea well, what's happening. One thing you can Big do on X the Everything app is look out, look up uh, somebody's LinkedIn profile picture and then post it on their. <laughs> tweet even though they have their first mm. and last name on there already um thanks elon um so the three of us are at tommy underscore crimes at babar esq and at chris shooty three um follow ben at kick nergios k-i-c-k-n-y-r-g-i-o-s for hard-hitting northwestern coverage and pro tennis riffs that you probably won't get but somehow will still be funny to be honest, there's hey, there's some high res boo booey photo shoot photos that have not hit my Twitter yet. So yeah. stay tuned for that. That's my big sell. God, if you join uh, one of him, looking follow, like, I will be there no matter what. My if God, you follow now, you'll get to watch them slowly degrade in quality over the next That's several right. months. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. You'll get to get track to... Ben's mental health in real time. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember? There was a, I have it bookmarked. It was part of my annual retweets one year where this guy just air fried a hot dog over and over again. <laughs> 12 hours. Yes. Ben's doing that, but with boo booey pictures. Boo booey images. That's so yeah. true. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Our Twitter oh, account is at GamesOnPod. We'll probably have Boo Booey picks too. I mean, the he's most our distorted shit you've ever seen. He's our he's oh our profile picture now. Incredible with Boo Booey. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, somebody get on that. Well, yeah, um, I'm going to be up for the next 12 hours. <laughs> I need to download the professional version of Photoshop. <laughs> it's time to get I have a feeling I have a feeling if you I have a feeling if you just Google Uncanny Valley Mr. Incredible meme maker like mm. you can probably just There's probably for a the thing record, for that already. If you're listening and it's like after 10 p.m., don't don't Google Uncanny Mr. Incredible. Like, if you're alone at home and, like, it's dark outside, like, those images have gotten completely hot. Like, they are some of the most disturbing shit I've seen. And I just, it's it's more of an afternoon, like, lunchtime thing when you can still, like, look up yeah. and, like, the world's operating around you and nothing's changed. And yep, another... You can really find scary. your footing, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, another really scary thing you can do is you can have someone play peekaboo with you. Uh, <laughs> for a minute, it looks like they disappear. So uh, another one, I totally don't recommend that. That can really screw you up. So, you know, stay safe out there, kids. Um, email us at gamesonpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Our intro and outro music is Sports FM by Shane Ivers, courtesy of SilvermanSound.com. <laughs> Huge thanks to Ben for coming on our podcast talking about Northwestern and ruining Babar's self-esteem yeah, and, and my beloved <laughs> no, that's that's the problem the, the best part is like Ben knows it like he can't 
He can't <laughs> topple me. <laughs> you can't. You can't be taken down. It's a real it's just, situation. Far too, too self-assured. <laughs> yeah, you're too comfortable. Stick with it every time. No shame. Time. I find the images scary. I don't. <laughs> I don't feel shame about that. <laughs> I yeah. keep them saved on my phone in a special folder because I can't look at it after the sun goes down. With parental <laughs> controls on it. <laughs> You've got your screen time app set okay, as... not to let you open that album. No, my wife has the password. Lisa, She'll I put it in for this me. reaction image. Can you get it for me? <laughs> I'm ending this yeah, podcast. That's cool. You're in your yeah, this, this episode has disappeared up its own ass. If you made it this far, we appreciate you and we love you. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.